And we are live. What's going on, Internet? Thank you for joining. Thank you for waiting. Uh, we usually uh, add the, the counter the, just so you guys can, uh, so we can get a few more of you. I appreciate it. Uh, it is Friday. It is Friday. And You're back. And I'm back. I'm back from California. I uh, went to go visit our friends Intel and NVIDIA. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. And I'm a little bit under the weather, so excuse my... I was surprised at the amount of exuberance that you showed at the beginning of this. Um, I think it's I, just going to be like petering down from here. I put everything I have into the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> but um, Introductions. My name is Wallace Santos, CEO and founder from Angry Computers, and I'm here with the one and only... Ron Reed, uh, Marketing Director. Welcome to On the Bench. This is our uh, live stream where... Once a week, we talk about the latest in PC gaming hardware, games, technology, whatever we find is cool uh, in the space. And thank you to NVIDIA for powering this live stream. Um, there are some just kind of updates on Mingear. That's how we usually like to start the show. Hold on a second. Before we start, Ooh. let's talk about this for a second. The, our old sign that we have here. That NVIDIA, we, we need a 20 series sign. I know. And we need a 20 series GPU. It just looks so here. good. I didn't want to take it off the desk. Well, I mean, the 1080 is still relevant, right? I know. But uh, I think it's time for us to upgrade. So there you go. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> let's, hopefully. Let's 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 move watching. on. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the stream. So uh, so um, speaking of 2080, if you're interested in ordering a Minger PC with a uh, RTX graphics card, we have our Halloween sale right now, over a thousand dollars in savings. Um, we have a free upgrade to the 8700K. Uh, we also now have the i9 9900K and new 9th gen Intel processors available for pre-order. The world's best gaming processor. Yeah, we're, we'll be talking about that um, in the in our tech technology segment. So I won't we won't talk about the CPUs now, but they are available on our website right now. Um, also, um, a really good like um, um, you did Sam Sheffer's interview, yeah. which uh, I think we mentioned on our last live stream together, but I wanted to bring it up again. Um, it was like an excellent interview with Wallace and uh, our friend Sarah Dietschy. I always want to say Peachy. Um, oh, it's Sarah Peachy. <laughs> I, 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 I want to pronounce her name correctly. She is super cool. She's super uh, cool. Actually, both are super cool. The 368 crew is super cool. Uh, she did a really cool video on us. Maybe we can yeah. add the link to the description. Yeah, we can uh, uh, we can link it in the description and then um, maybe put a link in chat. But if you want to see like a, a a tour of the office and us unveiling her PC, um, highly recommend checking out her video and actually in general checking her channel out. Her, oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, her content's so it's awesome. really cool, down to earth. And same thing with Sam's, right? Sam, Sam's uh, actually Sam just did an interview with uh, a podcast with MKBHD. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I've been on the road, but I will watch it. I'm soon. sure that's going to be super, super great. Yeah. Uh, DZ Live says, great podcast, Wallace. Uh, thanks, DZ, for joining us. Oh, DZ, the man. You're the man, bro. Thanks. You're the best. I just realized that Wallace and I'm going to butcher this name. Ferruccio Lamborghini. Uh, have the same business story. Oh, I put everything I had into that one, too. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, great. <laughs> so, um, but I, so I wanted to start the show... Um, by talking about your trip specifically, uh, you got to go to NVIDIA's, uh, it's in, I think it's called an Endeavor building, uh, the giant like tessellated technical masterpiece of an office. Blown away. Yeah, I want to hear about it. I, I've wanted to go um, and I'm excited to hear what you kind of, what was, what was the experience like for you? Well, 
when we set up this facility here, my idea was to set up a place where it was, was inspiring to work out of and where uh, the employees of the company would feel great, right, when they came in the building, right? So uh, I think the, the place uh, where the product is developed matters as much as the product, uh, it's, right? the it, environment. It's right? inspiration, where, right? So like our, our creative space here has images and, and objects and things that we draw inspiration from all the time. That's um, right. Up and, and you're right, like being surrounded by that stuff really impacts the way you kind of view and think about things. And NVIDIA did the same thing with this new facility in a much larger, much more technologically advanced scale. Um, and it's absolutely freaking mind-blowing. It is amazing. Um, and, and you can see it, everything from, from you know, the inspirational aspect to the efficiency aspect to just all the, of the AI that's going on in the building. I mean, these guys have AI in the parking lot. So cool. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing, right? They, they, they literally uh, know how many cars are coming in and out. Uh, based on rec you know uh, camera recognition or, or or car recognition, I guess it knows what type of car it's driving that's driving in and parking in the right places, and it knows what cars belong to what employees. That's so awesome. Uh, or or to I'm sorry, not to what to Nvidia employees, so it'll show little green dots on the cars <laughs> in the in the in the map, and it'll show the guest cars, the guest vehicles. That's so awesome. It's so cool, man. And and um, I got to you know first of all, I got to. Uh, sit down with uh, the number two uh, leader in NVIDIA, uh, Jeff Fisher, uh, and actually spend uh, a, a substantial amount of time with him and, and talk about the future of PC gaming. And just the future, and, you know, we got to talk about a five-year roadmap, which is very important. Yeah, and share planning. our vision. Yeah, and share, sharing our vision, and, and, and they shared a lot of their vision, too, and some of their roadmap information as well, um, which it's it's super ecstatic. Here's the Here's the... Here's the thing that is important to to talk about. I um, and Nvidia sponsorship aside, right? I'm a fan of the company. I'm personally, I'm a very, I'm a big fan of the company. And uh, these guys, from the leader all the way down the stack, down 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 the stack of employees, right? They really, really care and are passionate about PC gaming. You can see it in the. Pro I don't think they could do what they're doing if they weren't. There's 15,000 employees at NVIDIA, okay? At that location specifically? Um, I'm not sure. I okay. can't confirm I'm that. There's a second building being built. Oh, okay. okay. But having the number two guy right below Jensen uh, come and hang out with the CEO of Mingear is, is truly shows the type of company they are, right? Uh, they're not disconnected. They don't want to be disconnected. They understand who we are and they value, and, and just as much as we value them, they value us. So I, I thought it was uh, it was inspirational. I thought it was informative, uh, and I got to see a glimpse of the future, uh, which helps us plan yeah. for our future. Absolutely. Right? So um, so big ups, man, to Nvidia uh, was a great trip, and, uh, and there's a lot coming. There's a lot coming, so we're excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. I, I um, I'm just it's it's cool that they kind of built like a, an expression, like externally of like their wow. vision and their technology, um, even in the workplace and like kind of like like surrounding people by technology that is powered by the things they're building, uh, I think is just super cool. Yeah, no, it was unbelievable. And oh, oh, and the architecture of the building, by the way, it's just super important. It's the, the whole building is composed of triangles. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tessellated building. So it's all <laughs> tessellation, right? And, and it, 
dude, it feels like you're walking into the future. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. It feels like one of those, like, it feels like you're in, like, in a, in a television show or something <laughs> where, um, uh, very, very impressive. And, um, and man, like, um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's inspirational. No, that's awesome. And just so everybody who's watching knows, um, I am watching chat and so is Wallace. So if you guys have any questions or comments, I see Sam said the amount of production you guys put into the stream is huge. We we uh, we have a policy here. If we're going to do something, we do it right. And we put all that effort into it. Because we love it. Yeah. Right? So like uh, I, I, we're in love with streaming actually and, and communicating and embracing the community. Right, we're in love with what we do. Uh, we love PC gaming, and it's not—you know—this is not smoke, right? This is real. Like we, we, we really love it. And I see Jason, Jason Pizarro is on our, our Facebook stream, and Jay, Jay works for Nvidia, and uh, he's one of our brothers there, and uh, he was with me at the trip. So thanks for uh, thanks for the hospitality, Jay. Yeah. So um, one more little bit of Nvidia news. Um, there's a game ready driver that came out, I think, today for. Um, Call of Duty specifically. Um, so the new Call of Duty is out. Uh, we're going to be uh, launching a promotion on Monday with some Intel CPUs that you can get a copy of it for free. So so keep your eyes on that. Ooh, there's a Battle Royale mode yeah. in the new Call of Duty. I'm excited. I, I, I didn't play the beta, but I'm um, speaking with Joe, who's one of our builders here today at lunch, and he said he tried it, and like it was like really, really, really great. So And back to Sam, that... Uh, made that comment about uh, about us putting uh, uh, effort into our production. Um, I appreciate it, and if you guys can share the stream to to you know to spread the word, uh, and, and actually uh, that would be great, right? So more people can join uh, yeah. and see and, what we're doing. And I see DZ, uh, DZ. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll play on stream together this week. Maybe we'll group them that in. Would be we'll awesome. do a battle royale together. Yeah, that would actually great. be super fun. Yeah. Um, so. Tech stuff. Uh, it was a big Intel week this week. So, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we currently have the new i9-9900K available for pre-order. So, let me explain uh, basically Intel's new CPUs. Uh, so, basically, Intel launched um, their, their brand new processors. So, there's a 9900K, a 9700K, and a 9600K. I'm going to start from the bottom up and just kind of briefly go over the specs and then we can kind of talk about it. So the i5-9600K is six cores, uh, a six-core processor, uh, six threads. It's a 4.6 um, – oh, this chart – oh, sorry, 3.7 base um, and then up to 4.6 gigahertz. You've got the i9-i7 – i7 <laughs> you got the i7 9700K. Pace yourself, Ron. Pace myself. I learned this this week. Um Eight cores, <laughs> only eight threads. So this is an i7 that isn't hyper-threaded, uh, but it's eight cores. So this is a change over the previous generation. We now have an eight-core um, i7 processor, which is a... So it's interesting because the this is a 9700, right? This is the 9700K. So yeah. you would think that the 9700 would be a direct replacement for the 8700. Right. But uh, while, uh, you know, clock for clock or thread for thread, it's going to be faster... 
the 8700 still has more threads because it has hyper-threading. Right, right. Right? So just keep that in mind. So in certain applications, if it's, if it's highly multi-threaded, the 8700 actually might be a slightly faster, but then in gaming, the 9700 will be faster. Right, and we don't have any benchmarks or any specific data. So oh, we do, we just can't share it. Well, that we can say it publicly, <laughs> but you do just, get two additional cores it. as well. Um, and to be honest, a lot of applications, like eight cores is kind of like a sweet spot. Yeah. Um, but then we have the 9900K. So the 9900K is an i9. So this is- And that's the direct replacement for the 8700K. It, it essentially is, it's the top of the stack, the best processor in the, um, in the Z kind of series. Um, so the 9900K is a 3.6 base and a five gigahertz boost. Um, eight cores, 16 threads. Um, so the uh, prices is the i9 is $488, the i7 is $374, and the i5 is $362. So Intel kind of adjusted their stack, right? So we don't have hyper-threading on the i7, but I think it kind of makes sense if you look at the bulk of the people who are buying the i7s, we're buying it to get the best gaming performance possible. And what that person really is looking for is like raw frequency, single threaded, um, and then great frequency, multi-threaded. And so I think even though some people are kind of upset about it, I think it was a right decision um, to, to, to push the two extra cores if it meant dropping hyper-threading basically. Um, it, it makes sense from a product offering and and and, and and from a point of creating a linear product stack yeah. where it's easier to understand. So I think, uh, you know, the way Intel thinks is, you know, Intel is a machine, right? And uh, and, and they basically think in, uh, in, in, in basically in a, from a consumer standpoint, while it's confusing now because there's some legacy products still left behind, once they fully embrace the new ninth gen across yeah. the board, uh, it'll be very easy to make the purchasing decision and yeah. understand what, what they're going after. Uh, but there was a little bit of drama. Oh, you want to talk about that? I want to talk about it because <laughs> it needs to be addressed. Um, uh, as you guys know, I'm part of the Intel Board of Advisors, and one of the reasons I was in California was to uh, hang out with some of Intel executives, right? And, um, and here's what happened. Uh, Intel uh, made the product announcement for the new uh, ninth gen processors and they hired a third party company to do the testing for the processor for specifically the testing that would be responsible for the like the performance announcements during the announcement essentially and here's why they hired a third party company they hired a third party company because they felt it was the right thing to do if they're going to make a claim of being of the course, world's fastest yeah. processor they yeah. didn't want they didn't want the claim to come from them they wanted the, came, the claim to come from a third-party company. Because now, look, third-party company says that we're the best, then we can say we're the best. If we say we're the best because we're saying we're the best, then who knows, right? right? right, right. Now, uh, I forgot the company name. Um, they dropped the ball. That's, yeah. No, right? <laughs> well, let's, let's speak the truth. They dropped the ball in testing because they did not give a fair... Uh, testing grounds uh, across the board, across all the machines. So uh, they, they lined up some AMD systems versus some Intel systems. Yeah. And, and uh, there were some clear disadvantages uh, in, the, in the testing methodology for the AMD systems, right? right? Like they kept 
like the stock air cooler on the AMD system, and they use the better upgraded cool aftermarket cooler yeah. on the Intel no, systems. No XMP, um, and also they had game mode enabled on the Ryzen CPUs, which has the cores. Right. Um, now, do I think um, Intel or this company acted maliciously and, and they were trying to you know, trick people? I don't think so. Uh, Intel will never do something like that. Uh, from a legal standpoint, they wouldn't do something like no, that? I mean, we're like... We're PC gamers. We figure everything out. And like, they know their core audience, right? Exactly. Now, um, you know, the internet went on fire <laughs> once this, uh, once people realized that, that it wasn't fair ground. It's been a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but I think the company responded uh, okay. Uh, seems like uh, uh, Burke from Game and Gamer Nexus went to the company yeah. and camped outside and, and interviewed the CEO. Yeah, and that, and that guy didn't seem... He, uh, he wasn't the right person to speak to. Yeah, I mean, I think he was surprised. He wasn't prepared. Let's be fair, yeah, too. Yeah. He wasn't prepared. Well, he didn't to, do the testing himself. So, like, like that, it's not... Yeah, so he was the wrong guy to speak to, but he did the right thing. He's like, you know what, let's talk about it. Uh, and he did his best. He didn't want to admit that he was wrong because he, I guess there was some pride in there. But uh, I think they screwed up. Uh, it was an honest mistake, and I think they're they're fixing it, right? Um, and I think uh, real benchmarks will hit soon anyway. So uh, reviewers will be posting benchmarks on the... I don't know that there's... When is a, the embargo lift? I don't know that there's a public date, so I will not comment. Okay, embargo lift was coming up soon. Um, is it the world's best gaming processor? Yes, it is. Well, and that's the thing. It's like it. Like, it, listen, we it, have it here. We we can tell you it is. It, well, it's a. It, there's a clear like. Um, it's clear that like it's got more cores. It, if you look at the performance of the 8700K, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same architecture, more cores, higher frequency. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's very clear that. Um, it's it just to me, it's very clear that like. This is a, an amazing, going to be an amazing performing processor. So it's not like they have something they needed to hide and finesse and and do anything like that. No, it's it's look, it was an honest mistake, and I think uh, I think uh, I think most people that are, are rational are going to understand. Yeah. Are going to stand. And once you look into everything, you'll see it's okay. This I company, think no one will care because it's going to be a great CPU. Yeah, yeah. If it, you know what, if it was garbage, if it was hot garbage, it, and uh, yeah. and then they. Yeah. <laughs> and they said it was the world's best because they lied. That would have been a problem, but it's, that's not the case, right? Yeah. It might not be the percentage numbers that they claimed it to be. Yeah. It might be a little bit less, but it's not like it's a lot less. Right. So it's it's good stuff. Buy with confidence, uh, either if you're building a computer or if you're buying from us or anybody yeah. else. Uh, you can put your trust so in that process. Couple, couple other things with this launch. So um, Z390 chipsets are out as well. Um, it's a incremental upgrade. There's like um, on chipset USB 3.1 Gen 2 and Wi-Fi. Um, it's not a huge change. Um, these processors are backwards compatible with C370 if you update your BIOS, which is cool. Uh, Intel's been, there's been a couple recent generations where they haven't done that. So I'm glad that they um, are allowing you to use the previous gen boards if you upgrade. What I will recommend though is um, if you want to overclock, um, because it's a 10 core, uh, an eight core CPU, it's going to require more voltage. You want to make sure you get a great. Uh, you have a great motherboard. I think to be able to handle that. Part of the chipset update was to extra uh, necessary power. Yeah. Uh, for the t for the 
four additional threads. So yeah. Two cores plus right. two more threads. Across this whole stack of the boards. Yeah. So the boards are beefier. Yeah. That's why there's an update on the chipset. If you have a great Z370 board, you'd be able to uh, overclock it. But like, because it, they're, a, a lot of times the more expensive boards you buy are kind of overspec'd. So they handle more. But, um, I mean, I'm I'm excited to share numbers with you guys. I think I'm excited. I'm you know we've talked about this before, but like uh, it's been this, it's great to see the core race come back. You know, every we're seeing big performance jumps in these generations because of additional cores and things like that. So this is going to be a great um, it's going to be a great CPU for gamers. Um, I want a 9900K even just for like um, like creative stuff. Too, because eight cores is like a good eight cores is, is a perfect balance. I mean, AMD's had eight cores for a while, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why they're so successful. So I think Intel realized that they 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 closed that gap, and and Intel does have a better uh, uh, clock for clock frequency uh, advantage. Typically, yeah, right. Uh, and and it, it's from from an architectural standpoint, yeah. they do. Uh, it's a fact. It's not my opinion. Uh, so uh, you'll get the best of both worlds. So you'll get the cores, plus you'll get the frequency. Uh, to to have better frames per second. Now, uh, you know, is it going to make like a like a huge difference in gaming? No. If you have uh, eighty seven hundred K, yeah. If you have an eighty seven hundred K, you're still good. Right? Well, it depends, right? So um, it does if you're streaming on Twitch while you're gaming. That's true. And the two extra cores plus the frequency are going to matter. So if you get if you're getting four threads with a 9900K extra, yeah, um, that's a lot of horsepower for encoding a, a stream on Twitch. So um, if you're streaming, this actually might be a, a good upgrade even from 8700K. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest, because um, just just having extra horsepower just allows you to do different things. Yeah, not required, right? You know, 8700K can handle streaming and playing at the same time really well. But if you want all the overhead you you can have. um, Yeah, but they also announced something, or formally announced something a little ridiculous. Um, They announced the 28-core overclockable uh, processor. It's a Xeon. Yes, so they kind of gave more info on it. I'm trying to find the name. First time in history that they announced on un- Unlock Xeon. And, you know, it's something we've been... We've been asking for this for a long time. For forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the processor is called the Intel Xeon W-3175X yes. processor. Um, it's going to be a, a 4.3 single-core turbo um, frequency. So you're going to get up to 4.3 on a single-core, which um, should mean that you can overclock somewhere in that range um when you push it uh, i think it's like a 250 watt part um yeah it's gonna be ridiculous it's gonna be ridiculous yeah. 56 it's... threads six channel ddr4 memory yeah. uh three 38.5 of cache so really really high memory output and um and yeah i'm this is ridiculous no i mean this look, is like, they, they had to spin up a but ridiculous chipset awesome. just for this yeah, new processor because they showed of off two boards, one from Gigabyte and one from Aces. The Aces yeah. one was showed off at was it CES? Yeah, they showed Computex. Computex. Yeah, Computex. they showed these boards off in Computex. They showed prototype of these boards, and then they announced they formally announced this twenty eight core at Computex, but now they gave more details. Right? Yeah. Um, so uh, 
it's it's that's if you're if you're a you know a creator a gamer if you're a hybrid of everything and and you're user PC for literally everything, um, then that's the way to go, right? So if you're rendering videos and you're you know you're rendering 3D objects and you're playing games and it's the ultimate and you're doing it all at the same time. It's the it's the ultimate uh, PC experience. Uh, that's I, I'm just I'm I'm super hyped to see. Um, what kind of stuff this can throw out overclocked. Um, it's going to be I fun. Mean, you, you probably can't overclock it that much, right? I, I would guess. So if you look historically um, at, at CPUs, right? So um, in general, you're going to usually get at least what the single core boost is out of all cores, typically, right? Um, so even 4.3 on 28 cores is just like ridiculous yeah there's a there's a ton of heat that's going to come out of that but well, we can we're fine it's probably going to be like a 500 plus watt uh, overclocked yeah, right? yeah yeah it's gonna be crazy yeah, yeah. but but that's kind of where we shine uh that's where we we come in with our uh, our overclocking and and cooling expertise right a lot of people will probably try to put like a, a really uh bad cooler on it i'm how's gonna say a, another name <laughs> i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to be as uh, as politically correct as I can be, and also uh, moving forward, I don't want to curse on. Uh, oh, really? On, uh, on live streams. Anymore. You missed you missed Sean dropping an f bomb on our game stream by mistake. Oh, he dropped an f bomb. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, part of that. You know, it's funny, Ron. I uh, I made our, him angry. Our, our account our accountant uh, came in the other day, and, and I was having a conversation with her. She's like, "Oh, my daughters are watching you play Fortnite, and they really love your stream." And and my and my baby daughter said you curse a lot, and and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? We're touching a lot of people, and we probably yeah, should should yeah. understand that a lot of we people. Tr- are we try this. our best. Yeah, we're being yeah. casual, you guys, which makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll just uh, watch the f bombs. <laughs> but um, twenty eight cores, twenty eight core processors, uh, and uh, and and uh, and nine eight core processors, all overclockable, new chipsets. Yeah. Big announcements, a little bit of drama, and I think it'll be fine. I, <laughs> I'm probably gonna build a new PC with a 9900K. Yeah. Um, for so my specific workflow, which is like I use Lightroom a lot, yeah. and Lightroom doesn't scale super well on over eight cores. Um, my particular workflow, um, this will probably be like the ideal CPU for, um, you know, like get a 2080 Ti and a 9900K and be good to go. That's right. That's a good idea. Um, and you know what? I have a Threadripper system now. And uh, the 2080 Ti's are waiting for me, baby. So probably going to the ninth gen Intel as well. Awesome. So uh, we also had some phones this week. Um, some what? Some, phones. Some phones. So phones. So, oh. So there. Who announced? Nobody announced the phone. Yeah, you're right. No, it's all the same stuff. Oh, right. Man. You're you're totally right. Am I wrong? I mean, so, there's no new phones this year. So the Google Google Pixel announcement. I'm so mad. Okay, here's why I'm upset. So there were there are these conspiracy theories beforehand that was like, oh no, they're actually not doing what they said they're gonna do. And I, I took it with a grain of salt. Then a day before the announcement, they're like, You thought you knew, but well, you didn't. Google said that? Yes. With a YouTube video, a video of people being like, The pixel leaked, the pixel leaked. And the and the ending copy was like, You thought you knew what we were doing, but you didn't really. So then they start the press conference, and they're like, hey, guys, here's all the products that we're going to talk about. And it was like, okay, well, this is over with. 
like and instantly showed off everything right away. Um, Google announced uh, a new um, a new addition to their Google Home line called the Home Hub, which is basically like a Google Home with a screen on it. I like that. Uh, it's not that expensive. I'm buying that. 150 bucks. Well, actually, uh, I'm I'm gonna pre-order it today. I think um I think it's like a good thing for your kitchen or next to your bed. Yep. yep. Um, there's something about uh not having a screen when you're speaking to a computer. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something missing there. Yeah. While I got used to my Google Home, I still wish I can just say bring up the weather and I can visually yeah. have a visual representation yeah. of the weather as well. Right? Yeah. So I think it's cool to have in maybe like one or two rooms in your house. Yeah, I'll definitely have one in the kitchen. And kitchen does it have for a like, camera? Uh no, it doesn't have no a camera. No camera? Great. So I'll have one in my bedroom too. <laughs> it can no, hear what I'm doing, but it can't stuff, see. That stuff creeps me out too. <laughs> uh and then they announced the Pixel Slate, which is basically like a Chromebook tablet that's way too expensive that i didn't get 600 bucks it's ridiculous like it, i saw it i'm like oh like you know 399 maybe I, I think the i think google is trying to push the envelope with these chromebooks and and these yeah. tablets and they're trying to do basically almost do what microsoft does with the surface lineup where they're trying to uh, they're launching these products to push innovation forward yeah uh you know when the when the surface was first announced by microsoft a lot of the OEM partners to Microsoft were were very upset, right? Like guys, especially big guys like Dell and HP, they're really pissed off, right? They're like, whoa, 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 how come you're our vendor and now you're a competitor as well, right? But um, up until then, they were not innovating as much as they should have been, right? Apple was just kicking ass. So Microsoft said, you know what, enough. Let's set the bar here and hopefully people can surpass us, right? Because now we're yeah. setting the standard. I think Google's trying to do the same thing with these Chromebooks and these tablets. Um, it seems like, uh, and I had a conversation with one of the largest uh, Chromebook providers in the U.S. actually. I was in the car with him on the way back to the airport. And uh, he's basically saying that, you know, educational is booming with Chromebooks. I have a Chromebook that I like because it it's on my nightstand and I yeah. use it to watch YouTube videos. But... Like it's a cheap thing that I use as like an appliance. It's two hundred bucks. You I, you chuck it aside. You, awesome you throw for, it on the floor if you exactly. have to, and it's fine. It, yeah. it it's great for that, but like I'm not gonna spend six hundred dollars on like a tablet convertible thing that I can't run like Lightroom or Photoshop on. Like yeah, it just to me that's what I don't understand. Well, I mean, you can't run Photoshop on a six hundred dollar laptop either. You can get away <laughs> with it. You can get away with it though. Not really. Oh, like a smidge. Mm, a smidge. Would you? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, but then Google also announced the Pixel 3, um, uh, which is... The Pixel 2.2? Uh, dude. Or 2.1? So have you seen the um, videos yet of the notch disabled? It literally is a Pixel 2. Yeah. The well, software except option... Except it's, it's, it's worse. Disables it's got the bigger notch. chins and a bigger forehead. I think it's actually about the same. Is it about the same? I, but so... Essentially, what Google announced was a phone with slightly better internal hardware, yeah. um, a higher quality screen. That was a big problem with the original Pixel they 2. They fixed what they should have done right to begin right. with. Okay. Uh, and then it has a really big notch on the front that holds two cameras. I don't understand why the notch was so big. And, and I don't either. Here's what gets me is just that it's the chin. It's the chin combined. So what I, here's what I think happened. I think Google, I, I have a Pixel 2 XL as well. Um, Turn it on, Ron. I want to see it. I So I have a Pixel 2 XL. There you go. It's my beautiful daughter. She is beautiful. Um, she should be like a model for like one of those, uh, you know, baby foods. I know. 
<laughs> people tell me that all the time. I just don't want to do that to her. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but true. I think what they did was they just took this phone and they had to figure out a way to put one of those big screens in it. And so they, they had to deal with the limitations of keeping like a lot of the engineering the same as like an S phone like Apple would do. And then they didn't redo enough. And that's why it has a giant notch. I don't think so. It's all engineered. It's all new. But it, it's the same size, basically, isn't it? It's all new, Ryan. It's so ridiculous. It's all new. And and um, they should have called it the Pixel 2S, right? It was. It would have been equally <laughs> disappointing. Like, the name doesn't, like... No, it does, because it feels... It's it's a new phone. And it's a completely new phone. It's got a glass back. It's got... I mean, all the PCB is brand new. Everything's brand new in the new Pixel. Um, it just looks fugly, man. It, they should have... I would have preferred... If they had basically just not done the notch, done the, the chin and the forehead, and and just left it in the same form factor, but like, hey guys, listen, you guys complained about the screen, we got a better screen this year, and just owned it, instead of putting an enormous notch that is is worse than than not ha like having like the chin and the forehead. I um uh, I got the iPhone XS and it's kind of the same situation. There's nothing new about the iPhone XS. Except well, for you, because you didn't have one. <laughs> Except I didn't have one, so that's why I bought a, a, an iPhone. But I am getting a Note 9 next week. Um, so my Note 9 is coming in. I'm curious I, to I, see how you feel about it. Yeah, I was waiting for the Pixel announcement for me to make an Android move. And um, I think I'm going Note 9. Mm -hmm. I'll see how I feel about it. Now, they did announce some um, cool AI-powered stuff. Um, so the it's not clear what is trickling down into the Pixel 2, but... Uh, a couple new camera features. It's got what's called super res. So it's AI powered digital zoom. So it's cleaning up. It, you know, when you zoom into a camera and, and you get all gross. the little chopped up pixels yeah. and, it, and it just looks bad. AI now is kind of filling in the gaps. And it looks. Right? So like there's a line it looks and, pretty and it looks good. like this when you zoom in. You're going to smoothen it yeah. out. And, it and it looks great. Um, something called Top Shot, which basically the phone takes like 20 pictures when you're taking a picture of someone. And then determines which one is the best one. So if you're blinking or something, uh, or if you're, and the, the phone just knows. Yeah. How does it know? What do they have, like, pictures of real people and they compare it to and say, you know, this this looks the closest to this? They actually did a thing uh, a couple months ago where um, they programmed an AI to pick out whether or not something was a good photo. Yeah. Uh, then they also have, a, um, like, the new iPhone uh, depth of field slider for portrait mode uh, that lets you adjust the blur. Uh, yeah. Increase it or decrease Except it. Except for the iPhone, it has two lenses, so it's actually. I mean, it, you have two eyes, and if you close one eye, you really can't tell the distance of things. Except right? that the portrait mode seems to be just as good as the iPhone, or better, which is crazy. It's it's better. I just uh, our friends from Hot Hardware, Marco Chapetta, just posted a photo of his dog on his personal Facebook, and I could not believe how yeah. much better it is in Pixel Two, and I could not believe that came from a phone. Yeah. It's unbelievably it's amazing. Good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then they also have a new mood uh, mode called Night Sight. That is cool. Uh, and and Night Sight is confirmed to come to the Pixel 2. Yeah. Um, and so is their new call screening um, technology. So they, in a, as a way to deal with spam calling, um, they're adding call screening. So the idea is that you see a number that you don't recognize, you hit a button. Uh, an AI assistant basically answers the phone and talks to the person on the phone. You get a transcript of the conversation on the screen, and it will be like, hey, who, who, who's calling? And then you can determine um, 
you can determine basically uh, whether or not you want to pick up the call from that point. I know Wallace, you had uh, you had some opinions on this. Well, um, I, I see, I see. I, I like to kill the problems from the root, right? So, like, here, here's my solution to spam uh, callers, right? First, the first thing you should do is just go to do not call dot gov and and sign up, right? Um, the second thing you should do is every time you get a call from a robot, you stay on that call. I'm too impatient. Excuse me. Um, I'm, I have, I'm under the weather, so excuse my, uh, my cold and my voice. You stay on the call until you hear the robot say, if you'd like to be removed from this call or from the list. How long does that take? It'll take you two minutes or three minutes, oh. whatever. But um, if you do that uh, enough, you're going to get off all these lists. I wonder if the AI just does that. That that would be a killer for you. I wonder, then it would be worth it. I but wonder if it does. If you're just throwing it in essentially into a spam folder, you're going to continually get these calls for a long time, and you're going to always have the problem, right? So uh, my my take on that, I think that feels like a Band-Aid to a, uh, to a problem that we have in this country with, with spam callers uh, versus a, a real solution, right? If it does that, then it will be a real solution. It will be amazing. I'm double checking right now. If it heard, uh, the, if you actually had a conversation and, and pressed two for you to be removed, it doesn't say. Yeah, it probably does not. It yet. seems like it should. That seems. It seems like it's doing the hard part. Yeah. And then that part would be the easy part. Uh, by the way, uh, Jay Chen, thank you for saying congratulations. Um, I guess I can announce this on live stream now because I publicly announced it on Facebook last week. But me and my wife are expecting. I wanted to say that, but I, didn't, I know I, I didn't know how much you want to share. <laughs> it's, Congratulations! It's on it. Facebook now, so that means it's public. Uh, we're having a little boy. And thanks for announcing it, Jay Chen. Thanks, Jay Chen. <laughs> uh, so I would say overall, wildly disappointing. I, I thought maybe there'd be a new Pixel Bud announcement, like at least like announce a mediocre phone and then kill it with the ecosystem around it. And make this the year around the ecosystem, uh, but um, but no. You know what it is, Turan. <clears throat> a lot of these phone manufacturers, or all of these phone manufacturers, are at the mercy of uh, the technology being developed by smaller yeah. companies. Yeah. Right? So, like for example, uh, if there might be a company that's making a new sensor, and that might change the game. You also, in, in this case specifically, um, Qualcomm uh, has a new chip coming out that's finally a custom SoC for smartwatches. The uh, all the Android Wear watches. The reason they're terrible is they've been using a chip that wasn't designed for what they were doing. That's why the battery life is bad. Yeah. And yeah. Apple has designed their own, and yeah. Samsung has designed their own. Yeah. And that's why they're the two best. Exactly. So, so the so Apple Watch it lasts you from what I've been reading. I don't have an Apple Watch, but uh, or I have the older generation, the the new series. It lasts you two, three days, yeah, from what people yeah, are saying, yeah. uh, which is pretty amazing for a full-color screen watch. Yeah, and the Samsungs are supposed to be pretty great as <clears throat> well. So the Samsung one, they, people say it lasts you five days. Yeah. That's incredible, man. So, so I think it's, I think we're expected to see new Android Wear watches in December. That's when Qualcomm solution will be available, and this finally might fix the problem. So maybe yeah. Google's waiting to do like a, uh, like a full ec ecosystem refresh, but it kind of bums me out. So there's another new, not new phone, that got announced, which is the Razer Phone 2. Um, That's also a completely new redesign. <laughs> so, okay. What's, I don't even know where to... So, it's got another lens. They fixed the camera. I, we don't know that they fixed the camera. They added a lens to the camera. No, it they, could be they called out the sensor. It's a Sony sensor. So, it's, okay. it's, I don't know if they fixed the app... Right, like the like, <laughs> right, but um, yeah, I uh, actually know one of uh, one of the engineers that actually been working on that phone, and it's it's 
they basically redesigned the phone to make it better uh, all around. Uh, ergonomically as well, uh, they, they rounded the, the edges. Uh, so when that they, was one of my uh, least favorite I things had about the, their phone. Uh, they, Razer sent me a phone, the, the first generation, and it, and it was a it was a really cool, innovative device. But ergonomically for me, yeah. um, I had a hard time because it was so big and it was so square that uh, uh, I just had issues holding it and, and feeling comfortable yeah. with it. And and supposedly they fixed all of that, and they added wireless charging. They, uh, it's I think louder it's the, speakers, brighter. Uh, it's even louder the speakers. It's a five hundred nit screen instead of a three hundred and something nit screen. HDR, right? Yeah. Uh, it's also one of the few phones that has one of the few Android phones that has eight gigs of RAM. Which I kind of like. Does it matter? I don't think so. Yeah. So many I, because we're PC gamers. Because uh, the new Pixel only has four, and everyone's complaining. If an operating system is correctly optimized, it shouldn't need all this extra stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the press conference though? I did not. I was I was traveling. Uh, there were some funny quotes out of Min. How was it? Uh, I think he actually said the phone has big ass bezels, as a quote during the <laughs> during the press conference. Why would you call that out? <clears throat> but he's like he's like, th and this is a verbatim quote. He goes, you have to choose whether you want to have a phone with a big-ass notch or a phone with big-ass bezels. So he's embracing it. I don't blame him. And But he did make a good point, which was that when you're gaming with your phone, that the bezels were actually made sense for the way you hold a phone while gaming. It does. And where your hand kind of like lays it really on does. the edge of the phone. Yeah. And that made me kind of be like, okay, okay. Okay, I get no, that. No, it, it does. It, yeah. it is true, right? Yeah. It's not, that's not, that's that's a fact. I hadn't thought of that about that before. When I actually, you, you just made me think of when I moved to the newer iPad with smaller bezels, I actually felt less comfortable to hold in the older iPad because now I was watching how I was holding it. Yeah. Because I'm always touching the screen. Uh, and, and same thing with these phones that, that have like edge to edge. Now, if you don't have a case, um, sometimes, like especially on Android, for some reason on Android, uh, when you're holding a certain way, it just starts touching stuff everywhere, and it's not really a great experience. So, um, yeah, I, I actually, you know what, man, I, I really want to check out that Razer phone too. It seems like a seems like a cool device. I it's still a little bit too big for me. Yeah. I I'm not a huge phone guy. And Jake mentioned it's still one of the phones sticking to sixteen nine too. So like it, the screen, you can use the full real estate for watching content. And it stuff works like natively with every content. Dolby, on the internet. Dolby Atmos which I guess means something big in a phone. I, I don't think so, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, 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 it has Chroma. Oh, yeah, that, that was the... That's the big, that's I, that the was, big news. That was, got, the, that was the joke I was going to make. Finally, we have a phone with RGB. It's got RGB like the mouse. There you go. I, to be oh, honest, it, it was off. the one thing I like. There you go. I was so disappointed the original Razer phone didn't have an RGB logo. Because it's like, come on, guys. Like, you got, this is your thing now. Your phone's not going to do it. Ron, you're, you're, you've, you've been working here for five plus years, and you know that when you're developing a product, uh, and if you're trying to make it perfect, sometimes you don't launch the product. <laughs> RGB. Uh, you know, we, we, there's products that we've delayed launches by over a year, like the F-131, for yeah. example. No, we wanted to make it as perfect as possible, right? And, uh, and uh, no, sometimes I, you got to make that call, of course. right? Like. So uh, they probably did that with that phone, with the first generation. They say, you know what, guys? We can't do the RGB Chroma stuff yet. Let's do it in the second version. And uh, they did it. So I, I'll, I'm excited to kind of see it in person. I, I'm just still like the – my main problem with the Razer phone was always that the um, 
it looked like a like an early Android smartphone um, from like the early design of Android where they were very square. Um, I'd rather have a beautiful screen than a 120 hertz screen. I well, ideally would want to have both. But um, at the least screen is pretty good in that phone. It's not as good as like an M, like the, the an OLED, OLED yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely not. Um, yeah, I mean the OLED, the blacks, man. Like, uh, like uh, in this phone here, for example. Let me let me clear my. Uh, <laughs> like, like just text messages for me. I'm gonna be like Kanye West and enter, show my password on on a thing. See, so when you look when you're looking at the when you're looking at the at the phone here and and there's a there's a black. Oh, there. The heck, there you go. Um, you can't see the notch because the black is so black. Yeah. Right. So like uh, wherever it's, it's like a true black. Yeah. Uh, whenever the pixels are not being lit, which is perfect. Um, um, so that's basically all the phone news. Um, there's a couple other small stories that I just wanted to touch upon very quickly. Um, Microsoft uh, resumed the Windows 10 October update. Uh, we spoke about this. Yeah, but the. Did you see the percentage number that they released? No. One one hundredth of a percent had an issue. That's a lot of people. How many Windows 10 users are there? Dude, that's probably like Windows hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, that, oh, no, that's probably tens of thousands. I would not doubt that that's tens of thousands of people that, that had this issue. I'm wondering what the there's a, percentage is. There's a lot of Windows users. And then when you, when you, when you have like a, a fraction of a percent, it means a ton of people lost their data. Like I, it's definitely sucks. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm glad they pulled the update. Yeah. Um, but I guess that they've resolved the issue and they're yeah. So go ahead partially. and update away, my friends. It's uh, it's it's fine to update now, and we recommended wait a couple of days uh, yeah, before yeah. you made the update. And uh, in this case, it's it's all good. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft also has joined. I don't know if this is an abbreviation, so I'm going to say OIN. Uh, it's a um, basically they're bringing a portfolio of sixty thousand patents. Uh, it's a it's like a Linux um, it's like a Linux organization that helps fight um, people getting attacked by patent trolls. Yeah. So Microsoft has been kind of changing their. You know they had they had gone after phone manufacturers in the past and made them play licensing fees and stuff. And um, as Microsoft has kind of embraced being more of a services company instead of just like a software company, um, they've embraced open source a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a cool move from them. Uh, it's fun to see the change culturally inside of Microsoft. Um. Look, they, I think they realize that the world is changing and their business model is probably changing. You know, things like uh, Office 365 and the subscription business model is probably the way to go. Um, you know, Microsoft one day will probably give their OS away instead of charging for their OS because they're going to have to, yeah. right? Uh, you know, I think Apple did that with their OS. They're getting close, right? So, like, my yeah. actual copy of Windows 10 was free. I joined the Insider program. Yeah. Um, and it's linked to my ID. Yeah. And then I've just installed on a PC. I just have to. The the only catch with that stuff was that you you get like pre updates, um, so there's some risk there. But um, I, so for all the haters talking about my phone, uh, maximum Maximus uh, three two eight one and a minor incident. Um, uh, I'm getting my Android phone next week as well. So do you want to do a like a I have both? You want to do a, a three phone photo competition? 
We should do it live. And we'll see which. Uh, we should do it live. We'll see which which phone does better uh, portrait mode pictures. Yeah. How about how about we do this? I uh, can do some professional. How about lighting. we play Rocket League? And photograph each other? No. <laughs> and if I'm the winner, I get to tell you what phone you have to use for the week. And if you're the winner, you get to tell me what phone to use for the week. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Can I make you use like an iPhone 3GS? No. <laughs> <laughs> then then there will be no communication <laughs> with the company and it will be a big problem. You can still get email on it, I think. I'll give you a Nokia flip phone. I haven't, I haven't, I still have a 3GS at home. Yeah. Um, and then I thought this story was just cool. Um, <laughs> Ubisoft is coming out with a, uh, open source hieroglyphic translator. So while they were making the Assassin's Creed that took place in Egypt, they built some tools for translating hieroglyphics yeah. using AI. And they're just going to release it as like a project now. Uh, Man, I'm all for things, uh, projects like that, that help people. Uh, so I, I think it's cool. It's going to be, I, I just thought it was like a fun thing to come out of a video game. Like yeah. it's not what you would expect. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft used uh, machine learning algorithm or 80,000 glyphs provided by the uh, Assassin's Creed community. And is working on refining the tool for educational institutions. I mean, if you're going to be able to look at older, like, his historical, like, stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe, like, you're in a museum or something. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Like, you, you just point your phone and it like translates that. what the yeah. heck that meant. I don't that'll, know. That'll, that'll be part of Google Translate. Whatever. whatever. Google, uh, Google is now providing uh, one advantage with the Pixel 3 over the iPhone is you get a... Uh, uh, <laughs> You get a Type C adapter dongle and a pair of headphones now, on your thousand dollar phone, unlike an uh, iPhone, and and a fast charger. Really? Yeah. So they're bundling the fast charger, USB Type C headphones, and the dongle. Right. Apple gives a slow charger, no dongle, no headphones. <laughs> they're, they're embracing the. I see. The thing is, is if it's inexpensive, I don't care. Once you get to a certain price point, it's offensive to make someone go and spend $45 on a charger. That cost them probably a dollar to make. Yeah. At like, those quantities like and those volumes. That I find is offensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's next? They're not going to bundle headphones anymore? I think Google doesn't. No, no. Apple doesn't. Apple doesn't bundle headphones anymore? Did your phone come with headphones? Yeah. Are I you think, sure? I think so. Brent, can you confirm? No. It, it, doesn't. it, it does doesn't. not come with headphones? It does not come with headphones. Oh, Google... Sure put headphones in this so the pixel didn't they came out with a pair of type c headphones that are now um the buds type c and, and they do um they do like the translate stuff and yeah so you get that functionality of the pixel buds and like type c headphones yeah. uh i think there's more reason uh, i'm thinking too much today but i think uh when you use a fast charger on your phone it degrades the battery life quicker than normal I am so I'm not positive about that. Traditionally, um, when you charge a battery at a higher voltage, um, it does lose longevity quicker. Right. Um, there are tricks though, so that's usually caused by heat. Um, right. And the Qualcomm chips do have temperature regulation in the charging, so that stuff can be mitigated a bit. Um, based on like the algorithm that's going to do the charging itself. The thing is I can't live without a quick charger. Like I have one in my car, but you don't need a quick charger if you have all day battery, but it's the scenarios where I, so oh, you, can I drop the mic? Well, I have an XL. You didn't have an XL. 
So what is your battery at right now, just for a reference point? My battery right now? I can't tell because the iPhone doesn't allow you to see the battery. Really? Um, I have to, hold on. I have to log in here. Okay, so it is, uh, it's currently 6 o'clock at night. So I unplugged my phone off the charger at 8 in the morning. I'm at uh, 70%. I'm at 70%. Yeah. So like, I, I do get that, but I like, when I use my phone a lot, so say I play in a game at lunch at work, what I do is I charge my phone in the car on the way home. It's a 20-minute ride. By the time I get back home, I'm at like 90% again. Yeah. Um, I, it just makes me feel comfortable inside. <laughs> you don't have to charge your car, your phone in the car on the way home. You're going home. And you're gonna plug your phone in at home, so it's it. it no, but no like if I get to if I if it this is like ten o'clock and then I have to go lay in bed next to my charger to use my phone, it's like annoying. First world problems, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, guys, do you have any questions before we sign off? That's kind of all the news for the week. Um, so, my goal is next week is um is that we'll play uh, Call of Duty. I think for our game stream, we do a game stream called Meager Plays. Every Wednesday, if you didn't watch this week's, you should. Uh, we played Hitman, and Sean was my assassin coach, uh, <laughs> trying to help me complete a mission, um, and it didn't go terribly well. So if you, um, yeah, Jay Chen says, I feel, I feel play, like, play in quotations. I feel like these games uh, like just make us look bad, <laughs> like when we're playing live. This wasn't me playing skillfully poorly. Um, oh, you're you're purposely being bad. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, killed a bunch of people by shooting them in the head. So uh, the the raw mechanical skills were there. It was more of the uh, the intention was probably yeah, I'm gonna a problem. To, I'm gonna have to watch this live stream. <laughs> um, so uh, no more questions. Uh, so guys, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on every platform. We're at Main Gear. Um, <laughs> What happened? Oh, <laughs> don't well, lie. Wallace knows around. It took well. you like 20 builds to kill the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I definitely got to watch. I did panic stream. at one point and shoot a guy in the kneecap a whole bunch of times. Um, but make sure to follow us on social media. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the little bell to subscribe to see when we are live. Um, check out our Halloween sale. If you're interested in getting an i9 9900K, or a RTX uh, graphics card. We have some really good savings. And make sure to join us every single week. We do this Wednesdays and Fridays. Sorry, Sphered, we are signing off. You just joined now, but you can watch the VOD. on. Hit that rewind button. Hit the rewind button. <laughs> uh, cool. I think that's it. Uh, thank you, guys, and have a good night. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace.